Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18, that's Kane Gang. Kane Gang, 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 Well, good morning, everybody out there in Radio Land. It's your boy, DC. We've got the Bird, got the J-Man here on the Kang Gang Radio Show, Sirius XM, Channel 145 Slam Radio. Hey, good morning, guys. What's going on? Nothing much, man. Just uh, pumped to record again, man. Pumped to record, pumped to get on the air, pumped to have a radio show. Bird, how's your week been going so far? Dude, I am ready. You know what I'm ready for this weekend? Taco Tuesday. <laughs> well, that would be next week. <laughs> no, what, I, what I'm ready for is to watch our awesome baseball team go up there and smoke them Gators, bro. All right, so I am like 100% with you right there. I just don't see it <laughs> happening. But, know, um, again, we're, uh, you know, the starting starting rotation came out. We'll get into that later on. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, so, but again, it's, I'm ready. Oh yeah. Yeah. Listen, man, if we can, if we can go up there and get two out of three, I'd be stoked. You know what I mean? But the Gators are always our nemesis. No matter how good we are, Florida's always been our nemesis. So uh, we'll see, but they, listen, they got a great program. You can't knock it. Right. So uh, we'll get there. Um, But listen, man, it's, you know, here it is Friday morning, 11 o'clock. I reached into my bag, um, you know, way down low to try to, you know, grab somebody to kind of join us this morning. And uh, I know it's only eight o'clock out there in the, you know, the, the north, north, north. I can't even call it the dirty south, right? So we'll call it the dirty north, right? The northwest, all the way out from Portland, Oregon. Uh, let's welcome to the show here on the Kang Gang Radio Show, Chris. You guys might know him on IG as a five-time national champion. Hey, Chris, man, good morning. How you doing, bud? Hey, awesome, guys. Thanks for having me on, Derek. I appreciate it very much. Uh, no worries, man. Listen, it's, it's all Kane love around here, man. Obviously, it's a Kang Gang. Um, anybody who, you know, rocks that orange and green, we're going to support, we're going to try to promote, you know, we're going to follow, you know, again, it's, it's all love, man. Cause at the end of the day, we all have that same passion. We all kind of bleed that orange and green. So whatever we can do to kind of, you know, network and kind of facilitate, you know, those colors, you know, by all means, man, that's what we're here for. So thanks again for uh, getting up early this morning and joining the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Appreciate it guys. So let me ask you a question, Chris. So obviously you live out there in Portland, Oregon. How in the world did you become a UM fan? Um, Maybe you relocated to Portland, but tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me about, you know, how you became a Kane fan and things like that. For sure. Yeah. So I probably get asked this question more than anybody else, especially when people find out that I live in the Northwest. And, you know, for me, it was back in like 1994. I remember uh, just getting hooked on Warren Sapp and watching Sapp play. He just was just dominating college football. And I remember I pulled one of his rookie cards at the card shop and he was in his cane jersey and I was a big card collector growing up and, and still am. And so that's kind of what got me hooked on him. And then it just went even more in the mid nineties. And then when edge came along, I mean, that was, that sealed the deal. I remember playing on, on Sega Genesis, the college football <laughs> Tommy Frazier on the front. And I was just running people up with edge. And so it just started from there, man, but no, no, never, uh, I never lived on, on the East Coast, never lived in Florida or anything like that. 
Have you ever came to a game? Have you ever been to a game, whether it be a home game or an away game? Sure. So uh, I had never been to a game until three years ago. And this is a crazy story. So uh, my wife and I booked a uh, uh, anniversary cruise to the Caribbean for our 10 year anniversaries back in 2017. And so it would be flying out of Miami. So we booked it like nine months in advance. And I said, hey, let's try to get tickets to this Miami Notre Dame game. I know it's <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know I'm getting railed on StubHub 40% above, you know, face, but I'm gonna try to get these tickets. So I remember buying a uh, 300 level 50 yard line and I bought them in like third week of January and I paid 500 bucks for the, the, for the pair. So by the time, you know, November rolls around and we fly out, we three days, we were staying in a, in a nice condo on South beach, did the whole Miami thing, went to campus, went to all Canes, went to Canes did the whole thing. And, uh, you know, game rolls around and scalpers are going, you know, 2,000, 3,000 bucks for the pair in the parking lot. And I'm like, dude, I waited my whole life to watch the Canes and here we fly out, you know, number seven versus number three. And uh, dude, what a game. I mean, obviously, if you guys know if you were there, but um, that was that was my first and only Canes game. It was Miami murdering Notre Dame. Uh, at yeah, you know, you said if we were there, um, I don't think I was at that game. No I'm kidding. Man. I go to every single game. <laughs> 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 yeah, and and, and uh, the funny story about that is, so November 17th, um, I, I mean, uh, in 2017, though, obviously we had, uh, Maria and I had, we had our, our son Grayson, and we took him to the Notre Dame game. He was only like two weeks old, man, the, and then the Virginia Tech game, like, listen, we start our kids young, man, like, when they're ready to go, man, it doesn't matter, like, they are going, so I'm glad you had to have come, at least you came down, it was a good time, it was a good win, um, it was a big win. Um, and again, like for like Bird and I, obviously, you know, we grew up in the OB. And again, I think that was probably the only time I've heard the rock kind of resemble the OB. Um, and again, if, if you if you ne never been part of the OB or never been to a big game in the OB, um, you know, and again, I know there's there's you know people that you have talked to, you know, Edge and Shockey and people like that. Like, you know, I was there for the UCLA game. I was there for the 2000 Florida State game. Like, you know, I've been a season ticket holder since 1999, and you know, being able to be in the OB and witness that. And the funny thing is, even with maybe 30,000 fans in the OB. It sounds so much louder than a full capacity at the rock. It's just oh, completely yeah. different. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it was those metal bleachers in the OB, man. Oh. The old girl, man, like there was nothing like when that place got rocking and you felt like the whole place was going to fall down. But you know what? At the same time, you didn't care. Oh, no, <laughs> no, know? no. Like, not at all. Bring it on, man. <laughs> and again, I think we've mentioned this before. The only thing you have to be careful of is depending on where you're sitting. If you're sitting under the second level, um, the overhang, you just, you just wonder if it's either water or the urinals that are kind of dripping <laughs> on you. So that's really the biggest, you know, discrepancy that when you're at the OB. But uh, so, Chris, let me let me ask you this. So obviously, you talked about Warren Sapp in '94. Um, '94 yeah. is when we were kind of starting that downward trend you know again you can say it started after 90 after the 92 uh, national championship against alabama we kind of started sliding down a little bit um tell me some of tell me some of your favorite players let me let me ask you that like talk to me about some of your favorite players you don't have to just have one you can have a couple yeah. talk to me about your favorite players so i thought about this and i was like man you know let me, let me try to narrow it down to five but that's gonna be tough but, you know, Ed, Edge is on there for sure, um, just because, you know, he's the third leading rusher in Miami history. You know, this is, I mean, everybody loved Edge. Um, I love Santana. That was actually the first Canes jersey I ever bought uh, when I was a sophomore in high school. So I love Santana Moss. Um, Ed Reed would probably, Ed Reed would be in my top three. Uh, 
he, he might be my favorite Kane out, out of the bunch, but I love Ed um, and, and John Vilma, uh, believe it or not, he's my all time favorite Kane's linebacker. So I love Vilma. Um, and I probably put Frank Gore to, to round out the top five. I mean, those are good. Um, we had this segment, J-Man, what was it, like a week or two ago? We did like our, our Mount Canemore yeah. of, uh, of players. And, you know, listen, we're with you. There's a lot of people that want to have those names up there, right? You know, you think of the, the Reeds and you think of the Gores. And, you know, one of my favorites um, is Vince Wolfork, right? He's probably my all-time favorite player. Great dude. Um, but, you know, you said your you know, favorite linebacker being Vilma. You know, I, I would rebuttal and say, like, Dan Morgan, right? Because obviously what Morgan accomplished at the University of Miami, is it's crazy, right? But, you know, we talked about this is, you know, it doesn't matter who you pick. You know, you're going to have opinions. You can say this guy, that guy. You know, you can make a strong case for every single one of them. Um, the 2017 Miami-Notre Dame game, obviously being your first game, being able to see it, um, would you say that's your probably best game that you ever, like your most memorable game ever since you were there? Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I would say that was the best sporting event probably I ever attended, whether it was NFL, MLB, NBA, that was probably the best sporting event. And my brother is a diehard Notre Dame fan. So we came up butting heads our, our entire life. And I remember he was, he was, he was just giving it to me all the way down. When I flew down, he said, do you guys are getting derail this is the best offensive line in the nation da, da, da. went down the list and at about halftime he texted me <laughs> and he said, if this was going to happen I'm glad it was your first game at, to see your Miami Hurricanes play so he bucked up and yeah man that, that was the coolest thing I ever saw from the cane walk at the beginning to you know standing right up there on the guardrail when the bus came and you know glass beer bottles are break, breaking on the bus and I see these wide-eyed Notre Dame players and they're just like what is going on here and here comes the cane bus shaking back and forth back and forth man it's rocking uh, Unreal. I absolutely love that night. That's cool, man. <laughs> well, I tell you, next time you come down to a game, if you do get a chance to come down again, we definitely have to link up because uh, experiencing a game with me is, is a whole separate entity, man. Like uh, <laughs> starting with Kane Walk, <laughs> and birds over there laughing. Oh, um, you know, started with Kane Walk. Obviously, we didn't have Kane Walk this, this past season, which is kind of frustrating. Like, I'm one of those fans that I'm at Kane Walk, literally, and I think I've started a trend. Uh, I'm there usually an hour, hour and ten minutes before the buses even arrive. Like, I'm the first one on the rail. Everybody's out tailgating. Everybody's out doing their thing and eating. I'm in my same spot that I've been since 2013. I don't move. People know who I am. They all come funnel around me. Um, but once you start with cane walk and then once you get in the stadium, it's, it's just different, man. Like the energy is just, just, it flows, man. It just, you're there, you know, it's just, it's a whole different story, man. I appreciate I, it. I can't lose that tailgating time though, man. Listen, but I'm the guy who shows up and just kind of, you know, pushes my way up in a, a little bit down the road, man. I can't have that front and center spot like you have, man. <laughs> I don't have that kind of patience. I figure I can eat when I get in the stadium, so I don't worry about it. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. So, Chris, do you have any plans? Do you have any plans to come down um, for any games coming up soon? Or do you travel? Like, obviously, the Miami-Alabama game in Atlanta, is that something, like, you might be interested or you're planning on trying to make a, a trip out to there? Or, or what's your kind of um, schedule looking like? Sure, sure. So, um, I, I wanted to do the Miami Alabama game. Obviously, you know, I'm sure it's going to be reduced capacity, whether it's 25% or whatever it is. And so, you know, trying to get the wife to go out to Atlanta and do that thing. 
Um, it's kind of on the fence, but I think for sure uh, we will come out uh, next year for our 15-year anniversary. We're going to do a little trip to Turks and Caicos. So I'm going to do that little three, four-day layover in Miami, and uh, I'm probably going to plan it around the Florida State game because I got to go. see one Miami Florida State. I have to. 5210. <laughs> 52 to 10. So, That's right. Yeah, you'll, you'll see me at – I think you'll see me at Hard Rock next year, so I'll take you up on linking up for that, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, speaking, of that, speaking of that 5210, uh, you know, I was, I was looking on Twitter earlier and, uh, you know, one of the people I follow, you know, had, you know, uh, made a donation to uh, a Mark Rogers uh, podcast over there. You know, like you can, you can go and make donations during the show. <laughs> and it was, he, he went on the FSU feed and he donated $52.10 to the, to the show. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome, man. Jay, man, what were you going to say? I'm just saying, man, like they're already, they're already talking their trash about uh, De'Ara King being on one leg, man. But yeah, you saw that today. Uh, okay. Yeah, so anyway, so let, let me stop you there. I would take Derek King with one leg over Mackenzie Milton with his leg. Cause if you've watched <laughs> a couple like last week when FSU put out that promo with him running, bro, no. like he literally like he had no knees. So that was bad. I feel that bad. Wasn't- that wasn't running. That was waddling. Yeah, I feel bad for Milton, man, because <laughs> like I'm I'm a big fan. I was actually I was watching that uh that game that he he injured himself live on TV, and uh, dude, that, it was that was one of the more disgusting injuries to watch. It was, it was. and I like yeah. I do like the kid, but you yeah. know, look if you, if you throw that garnet and gold on, like you're fair game, right? Agreed, agreed. Only- well, I feel bad for him because he's going like. That FSU offensive line is not good. Like the worst he's in, power five he's in for line. a very rough year, and yeah. uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it. Besides the Miami game, I don't. I don't know if I want to. It's like when Alex Smith would take snaps at the end of this most recent NFL <laughs> season. You know, you're like on the edge yeah. of your seat, hoping you don't uh, witness a death on the television. So, sheesh, man, I'm telling you. Yeah. You know, look, oh, he's got he's got a lot of competition too in that Jordan Travis kid. You know, yeah. so it's it's going to be a shootout. I don't think it's a you know, locked in and, you know, Travis's mobility playing behind that line, you know, Milton could be looking at the backup for that last year. So, yeah. We'll see. So Chris, um, speaking of the FSU game, what is your prediction or what are you looking for as far as Miami this season? What are you looking for from Miami? Um, obviously the schedule came out. How do you, how do you, how do you rate, rate the season coming this season? You know, I think I'm, I'm probably in the same boat as everybody else where, you know, game one's probably double digit underdog. And De'Ara King or not, that's a tough pull. That's that's a super tough pull. Um, and then, you know, the rest of the year, you know, looking forward to that rematch with North Carolina. Um, you know, I think it's got to be it's got to be eight or nine wins. And, you know, yes, huge improvements this last year over Manny's first year. Um, but we, you can't be doing a seven and five. You can't be doing you can't be doing slip ups on those games that we're supposed to lose. So, I mean, I think I think probably good eight or nine wins would be uh, my prediction and hopefully you know, there's not a lot of shell shock coming out of week one, uh, but you never know. You never know. Maybe we shocked the world. Yeah. yeah. We talked about this on the show here on Kang gang, you know, again, you get past the Alabama game, win or lose doesn't matter, but you know, your schedule set up really nice. You should be able to go four and one with a bye week getting ready to head into, you know, that North Carolina game. So whatever happens happens. Um, but we shall see. Um, I, I expect Miami to have a, a decent season this year. Again, um, there's obviously we lost kind of a linebacker coach to UCF, you know, going. So we'll see what happens and transpires there. To me, whether it's Manny, whether it's Packy, they both can call the call the linebackers. Doesn't really matter to me. People get worked up on this. Um, so you're on IG, you're on Twitter. Um, how how can people follow you uh, as far as on Twitter and IG? 
Yeah, yeah. So on IG, uh, it's 5X underscore national underscore champs. Um, we just passed over 8,300 followers. So it's just a big mix of, I, we started the page a couple years ago with a lot of my original graphic design stuff kind of morphed into other graphic designers content being going on there. Now it's just this huge Canes family page, just like you talked about in the opening. So um, it's a huge, huge 5X family. We're you know, constantly adding followers. Um, and that's where I'm most active, but uh, Twitter would be IvisUM84. Uh, of course, follow a lot of the Canes related stuff, but IG is where it's at, man. So give me a follow. Oh, no doubt, man. Um, well, listen, man, we appreciate you uh, hopping here. I know it's an early morning. I know you're out there in the Northwest. We're here in the Dirty 305. Um, so we appreciate you taking the time to get up this morning and join us here on the Ken Gang Radio Show. Um, listen, man, best of luck to you. And, again, if you guys haven't heard, you know, follow, uh, follow my man over here on IG and on Twitter. Um, you know, again, he's doing big things out there. So listen to his content. Um, he's doing interviews. So, uh, you know, Chris, man, we appreciate you coming on this morning. And uh, thanks so much for joining us here in the Ken Gang. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Go Canes. Yep. All Thanks, right. Chris. J-Man. Thank you. All right, so you guys are listening to Kane Gang Radio here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. We'll catch you in just a few moments. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Sirius XM. Yeah. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTechStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try, just the two of us. You and I. Well, you, to, you forgot that. Just the two of us. Oh, the two of us. We're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go. You and I. There you go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Man, what a great segment uh, opening up the show here with uh, Chris from Five-Time National Champions. Um, man, I couldn't imagine being all the way out in Portland, Oregon <laughs> and being a Miami Hurricane fan. Um, I can't. I mean, there's a lot of – well, yeah, I, I, guess, I guess you could, right? But, like yeah. – you know, there's. You would think that the the like the Pacific Northwest is all Pac-12 and yeah. 
you know, you know, maybe Big Ten, you know, you wouldn't think that you're a, uh, you know, a, a Big yeah. East <laughs> yep. from when he started, like a Big East type fan. But uh, that was good, man. You know, it again, was. here we are in the Kane Gang. We always try to get people who, you know, simulate and, and, you know, rationalize and everything that we like to do as far as University of Miami with that orange and green. So it's good having people on, you know, to uh, to talk about that stuff. Um so again, and I'll, we'll get into baseball later on because again, big big series. This you know starts tonight up in Gainesville. Um, I really think Miami wins this series, man. But we'll talk about that later. Um, let's talk about about this like Travis, you know, T Will situation, man. Like literally, and T Will who? There's too many, uh, you know, one letter from the first name, first syllable from the last name. There's too many of those nicknames going around, man. <laughs> I saw people I on my it. Twitter timeline saying that the next guy that we're going to hire is like C Rob. Rob. They said like C Rob or something. I'm like, hey, how about we just say names? Like, let's just yeah, say names right. now. Uh, listen, and, and I'm with you with that, right? So <laughs> the, the guy literally, you know, he, he's at the University of Miami for like 15 days. He probably doesn't yeah. even have a, he doesn't even have a group meeting yet with his players. Yeah. Me personally, I can't knock the guy. And so here's my thing, right? That just tells me that 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 logo, that beautiful U logo, still holds weight, right? Yeah. Because whether or not it was Gus Malzahn or it could have been, you know, somebody from, you know, B, you know, BFE. Who cares? That gets the job at UCF. Maybe they reach out to him and say, "Hey, look, we need a DC." Yeah. I can't knock the guy. It's you know, again, he's taking a promotion. For You're sure. going from a linebacker coach to yep. running you know, the defense. Again, you could you get mad. Why? Banda did the same thing. Banda took the DC job at Utah State. Like, at some point, you want to be able to rise. You know, like bring the cream to the to the to the surface, right? So, yeah. if that's your opportunity, you take that. I'm not knocking the guy. What's your take on this whole situation, J Man? Yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, there's really nothing to be mad about here. Because first of all, I mean, Gus Malzahn is his former uh, boss, right? They they were together at Auburn. Um, and Gus is a very respectable coach. Um, and, and, you know, UCF is in the top echelon of group of five programs, if not arguably the best. Um, so to me, that just doesn't, you know, I have no reason to be upset about this. I, I think it was a smart move for his own career, you know, if he says it was the right move for his family, you just got to take him at his word. And, and there's nothing to be upset about here. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, look, he had six years coaching with Gus. So, you know, he knew Manny for what, two weeks, right? Yeah. So, you know, Gus gets a great job and yeah. offers T-Will a promotion. Uh, and it's a coach that he's very familiar with. Yeah. You know, of, of course that, you know, you can't fault T-Will for taking that. And, you know, yeah. best of luck to the guy, right? You know, he had a cup of coffee here, send him on his way. Yep. And I do have one thing to add that, that might come off as a critique, but it's not personal towards Travis Williams, right? I think this speaks more to the nature of the college football coaching business. And that you, I mean, Travis Williams is, he's kind of a hype man in the way that he goes about things. You know, he's very hype about the program that he's with. Um, it kind of comes off as a little disingenuous when he's doing it for the third school in a month and a half, right? But that isn't his fault. That is the nature of the business, right? And, and that's why I hope the parents of all, um, you know, prospective student athletes, uh, I, I hope all of them are 
you know, telling their kids, make sure you're going to the school you want, not to play for the coach that you want to play for. Because in the end, these guys are salesmen, right? Their job depends on selling kids on where they coach is the best place. But really, I mean, you, you hope that the kid, that the coaches care about the kids, but ultimately they got to watch their own back. Right. No doubt. Even if they do care about the kids, they're still, they got to look after their family. They got to look after their own career you know, their own ambition, stuff like that. So. Yeah. I was actually listening to the the Mike McCoy show earlier here on slam radio as well. And Mike was making that same point about, you know, look, don't commit to a coach, right. You know, coaches are going to go out there and they're going to recruit. You got to recruit or you got to commit to a program, right. And make sure that that program is is the right fit for you. The, the atmosphere, you know, the facilities, the the school, right. Like, you yeah. know, don't, don't commit just as, you know, some guy comes in here and tells you, you know, you're going to start and you're going to be a superstar and they're going to put you in the NFL. Yep. Chances are, and I bet there's statistics that back this, you know, I would say probably half the coaches don't make it through an entire player's career. Yeah. And, you know, there was uh, Stephen Morris, man. I, I loved watching Stephen Morris play for the Canes with a Miami logo tattooed on his bicep. He didn't have a, an Al Golden picture tattooed on his bicep. Had, had the no, and, and that's the most important thing, right? And, yeah. and that's where it gets a little bit of when you're going through the recruiting process, you know, again, you can have a great coach who literally tells you everything you want to hear. And then all of a sudden that coach decides to take a better job, a different opportunity, gets fired, whatever the case may be. You need to commit to that school based on what the school's offering you. Again, education, playing time, whatever the case may be. You know, and that's where it's a little different, right? Because at the end of the day, it's a business. Coaches are going to come, coaches are going to go. Players are going to come, mm-hmm. players are going to go. And, you know, once you take take the person, like the, the personality out of the equation, like that coach per se, and again, you got to build a bond with your teammates. You got to build a bond with the school. You got to build a bond with the community. Those are the things that you have to look for when you're trying to decide on what school, not a coach. Um, you know, you see it way too often. You know, you hear people say, oh, well, you know, I committed this to so-and-so school because coach was there. Now the coach is gone. Uh, you know, can I leave now? Like, well, now you can because you can go to the portal. So it's like yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Yeah. So well, hey. it's, there's, more, there's more kids in the portal than there is on, on, on scholarships. Yeah. So can I, can I ask you guys a question, right? I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, Gus Malzahn goes to, Oh, thanks. Nope. <laughs> so Gus goes to, uh, to UCF, right. Experienced SEC head coach, seen a lot of success there, you know, and of course, you know, I mean, you know, every, every coach always wins the press conference, right. You hear that, you know, that story out there, but you know, in reality, what do you guys think it would take? Like what's the, the recipe that it would take for a group of five team to make the playoff, man. Well, Go ahead, J-Man. so I think, I think UCF could like this current setup with Gus Malzahn could be the team to change history in that respect. Um, but, but let's back up to your question. Um, I think that it would, it would take a few premier wins. You know, I, I think they're going to have to schedule some ranked teams out of conference. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you're beating the, the SEC teams or the, you know, you're beating the Ohio States, the Wisconsin's, the LSU's, the Texas A&M's in, in a non-conference game. Mm-hmm. And then in conference, you're going to have to be lucky in that, you know, you're beating a ranked Cincinnati team, you're beating a ranked SMU team or whatever, right? Yep. Um, so you'll, you'll probably have to catch some luck in that your conference is strong that year. And then 
I want to say that you probably have to catch it so that you're undefeated and that the fourth spot in the playoff would have to go to a two-loss team. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. you know, I don't think you're getting in over a one-loss Power 5 team. And, and the last part, which is why I think UCF could get to this, is Gus Malzahn carries weight because he's probably one of the, ten, probably one of the 15 best coaches in college football right now. You know, there, there aren't a lot of guys that are more proven, um, that have the track record and just the level of excellence that he's reached in his career. So he's going to carry some weight with the committee. So, so think about this, though. Let's say that all that comes together, right? You get that, that perfect recipe for success. I think it, I think it also takes, you know, you're going to have to have three teams that are runaway playoff to, you know, for sure shoe-ins, yep. right? Probably three undefeated or, you know, conference champions that go in there. You're also going to have to have the other, you know, the other power five champions have really off years. Like you said, two lost team maybe, but here's the thing. So that power five team gets in there and they're the fourth seed, right? They're going to have to match up against whoever the number one team in the nation, right? Yeah. So, you know, let's say all that stuff happened, you know, they have this dream season, but you got to go match up against Alabama. Yeah. And then what happens in that first game and you, I mean, unless you find a way to be competitive in that game, you get destroyed. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, if, if you don't go into that game and you don't show up, you've ruined yeah. it for any other G5 team ever because That's they're going to say, oh, yeah, you know, they had this perfect season. They did absolutely everything. We let them in. And then they went there and they got just absolutely steamrolled. Co, yeah. what do you think on all this? So, so here's my thing. Like, you go back to a couple of years ago and – you know, I look at Boise State, who was a trend center when it came to, you know, this situation, right? Obviously beating Oklahoma, you know, a few years back. And you look at what, you know, UCF did a few years back, beating Auburn and Auburn beating Alabama. And, you know, so you, UCF is the national champion, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't see them being that. I don't think their strength of schedule is is – as where it needs to be with the ACC, with the SEC, with the, you know, with the power five conferences. I just don't see that. Um, I'm not saying that they couldn't, I think the committee has to do something at some point, like this year looking at Cincinnati. Um, I don't know where they would have gotten. I think Cincinnati would have got blown out of the water no matter who they played. Um, but it just comes to like, do they expand? So here was, here's my theory, right? If you look at the group of five conference, um, why don't you just have your – why don't you move your season to the spring and have your own, like – and have your own season. You have your own national championship type thing. You have your own playoff game. This way you have the Power Five conference, blah, 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 through the fall. And then as you get through the fall, then boom, you oh, got the that. group of five conference. So you have football year-round. Ooh, yeah, wait. Don't, nice. don't threaten just me with saying. a good time. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean – I mean, think about that though, right? Like you want to complain that you're not getting into the dance, but, and I get it, right? You're not going to get into the dance based on where your conference is. So what can be done to change that? Well, you got to change status quo, right? Status quo is let's flip it. Like right now, I think it's the NAIA is actually, they're starting their season here in the spring. So they didn't do it through the fall. They kind of got through the COVID situation and now they're getting ready to play. I think the group of five can do the same thing. And listen, we have football year round and they get their own national championship, their own playoff system. I mean, that's yeah. my take. I, I don't know. What do you think about that? I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, I also think that there is a scenario for 
another power five or, you know, to make a power six, uh, you know, at a sixth conference there because the AAC is already pretty good, man. I mean, they got, they got Memphis, they got USF, they got UCF, they got SMU, they got Cincinnati. In my mind, if they were to add hypothetically, they add Boise state, they add BYU. You can't tell me that they're not as good as the PAC 12. Well, the only thing that I bet that would be though, is that they don't have a, you know, they don't have a lot of revenue generating schools though either. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing that kills them because even though the PAC 12 is, you know, in my opinion, by far and away the worst conference, right. Yeah. You know, they still have USC, yeah. Oregon, uh, even Arizona state, Cal, Stanford, those schools, I mean, yeah. they all have major, major bankroll that they, that they play with and, you know, yeah. huge alumni bases. A Good lot of point. these, a lot of these, um, you know, AAC teams uh, are relatively new schools and new programs, right? So they don't have the alumni bases, you know, in some ways kind of a little bit of what Miami has too, is that, you know, they don't have that, you know, 19, you know, hundreds tradition or, you know, going back to the, back to the 1800s in these places. So, yeah. you know, it's a, it's an interesting uh, thing. And I mean, I, I do like Co, what you said about, you know, Hey, move it to the, uh, to the spring, man. I would, I would love nothing more than being able to kind of have year round stuff to, to watch, but I, you know, it does, it does throw a, the, the huge wrench in that though, is I think this, this transfer portal that they have, you know, yeah. wide open right now. I mean, that, you know, something's got to give with that. I mean, especially if, you know, the NCAA doesn't yeah. loosen these roster restrictions. Uh, there's more kids in the portal than there are spots that are available right now. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm no mathematician, but there's kind of no way to make that work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> Under that, uh, you know, under Coe's idea is uh, I think that would also make the non-conference games for the Power 5 schedule more interesting, right? I if See, and I agree with that, Jay, man. Yeah. I think you would get much better matchups. Like, look at Miami yeah. playing Central Connecticut, right? Like, why are we playing Central Connecticut? You're the University of Miami. You can't find another school, like, you know, another, like, D1 school to play. I'm sure you can find somebody. So this is where, again, you talk about strength of schedule, like – you do away with that game, right? You throw that game like the App State's a decent game, um, but that Central Connecticut State uh, that 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 game does nothing for you. It really does nothing for you. Agreed. So it's, especially uh, I, because we never play a guy like Tyler Van Dyke during that game. That game should be Tyler Van Dyke in the first half. Jake that should be all your first half. Your whole all your whole. I don't care if it's O line, D line, linebacker, secondary, special yep. teams. Like shoot, Andy should be out there doing kickoffs at at, at a freshman, <laughs> and you know, I mean, honestly, like you that that's a great point. Yeah. Those games it should not be like a, the Derek Kings and the you know the Cam Harris's and yeah. you know literally, man, you throw all your guys in there. I mean, it should be like the Elijah Arroyos and you know you know all these Brashar Smiths and you know Romello Brenson. Like it should be those guys playing. I got something I want to throw at us when we come. I know we're getting ready to, to push up against the break here. But uh, when we get back, man, I got something I want to throw at you guys. Cool. Okay. Looking forward to it, man. Well, Take us that- back. <laughs> back to break. <laughs> we're going again. Back to Bella break. Hello, friend. <laughs> I'm telling um, you, it's like well, once we get into the good segment parts, then it's like, I got to go to break. I, Frank, Larry, kill <laughs> Coe, Co, when you make your, uh, your quick run to Publix for a chicken tender sub, can you get one out here to Utah? Before, bro, uh, six ninety nine right now. Don't even get twisted, bro. Mm. <laughs> You think you can – can you have uh, DoorDash send one out here to Salt Lake City before break? You got to get the Havana Bold sub at Publix, man. That's where it's no. at. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make you guys take me out for one when I come visit. 
But, oh, we, yeah. You, yeah, we got to take you to La Spada's. Yep. Yeah, you got, you got to, we got to go to Flanagan's. Like, there's, there's a bunch of places to go. All right. Yeah, we got you. Bro. All right, we'll make All right take a break. All right, you guys listen to Kane Gang Radio here on SiriusXM Channel 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back in a few moments. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today, here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, it, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome back to the Kane Gang Show, everybody. You're listening to Slam Radio, channel 145. And we had a conversation going in the last segment where we were kind of talking about what it would take to get a power five, or excuse me, a group of five team into the playoff. You know, we kind of spiraled off into some other things, but I wanted to throw something at you guys here and, and kind of see what you thought about it and just kind of been something that's, you know, jumping around in my crazy brain. But, you know, it'd be a new scheduling format that you could introduce to, uh, you know, shake things up and, and make the, uh, you know, put a lot more money into all the programs, not as though they need more, but, uh, you know, make things really interesting. Basically, what would happen is, uh, you know, you would have uh, week zero where you would play a school like that Central Connecticut game or FAMU or Bethune-Cookman, right? Uh, you know, it's a, a game where it, uh, you know, you know you're going to win it, right? End up with zero, you know, but it doesn't go into your uh, into your standings, right? 
then you start and you have – you would actually go to a 14-game regular season, right? But in that 14-game regular season, uh, all the players would only play 12 games, right? So then you get the opportunity to see some, you know, some other players, right? So, you know, it kind of puts roster management into there and, you know, makes it, uh, you know, makes you have to look at things and whatnot and, you know, be strategic about where your guys play. But those first, uh, you know, those first 14 weeks, you know, you play there to be 12 games in there and then you'd have, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you'd have two bye weeks within there, right? Still four out of conference opponents and uh, you'd end up playing 10 conference games. Week 15, or excuse me, week 13 would end up being a, uh, would end up being a rivalry week where it'd be a set rivalry game that you play the same opponent every single year. And then for the conference championship week, instead of just two teams, the best two teams going, you take all the teams there and you seed them, right? So if they're in each division, you know, this, the seventh seed in each division plays the seventh seed from the other division, right? And so on all the way up to where, you know, the, the top two teams from each division play each other. And uh, not only would those teams play each other, but then you would also um, you could also have the basketball kick off at the same time in the same city and any other sports that were live that time. I think soccer comes to an end, but you know basically you go to like in Orlando as, for the ACC uh, and just have a week long, you know, just get Olympic style event going on. So I don't know, guys. I know that was kind of long winded, but what do you uh, what are your thoughts on that? I think it sounds awesome, man. And, and honestly, the uh, the idea of hanging out with you guys in a hotel for a week. And uh, especially if it was a casino, man, that'd be, that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> and uh, watching, you know, as, as you said, all things Canes, you know, watching that for a week, I can think sure. of some worse ways to spend time, man. How about with your family? What's that? <laughs> just <laughs> just saying. <laughs> like there's going to come a point in time family, where. The boys. No, I'm just kidding. Listen, would you say that in front of her? <laughs> hey, you know what? We are, uh, we're, Three months we're not against the break. We're not against the break. Would you say that? <laughs> Would you say that in front of her? <laughs> we're three months into this marriage thing, and uh, you know what? It's uh, it's not easy, man. It's not easy having to. We're we're still in the turf war phase. You know what I mean? I got like, you. So yeah. last night Maria had to work late. She worked till about seven thirty. So I picked up Grayson from school around five fifteen. Got home, kind of started helping. I'm trying to do more. Like I need to show her that I'm doing more as far as things around the house. And I do a lot around the house, but so I got home, I kind of, I swapped the laundry kind of, you know, put her clothes in the dryer and then I did a load of laundry and, you know, so bird, I made steak tacos last night. Oh, how they turn out. So let me tell you, so basically, and so I did something different. Like I remember, remember the time you came to the crib and we had like the skirt steak and, you know, we had like, I think we had chicken in and steak tacos, fire, right? Fire. Oh. So I ended up getting like a Palomino steak and so it's a little longer or whatever. So then I, I rolled it up and I, I kind of rolled it almost like a Swiss roll and then I, I cut it into like a bunch of little pieces. Um, so I kind of like, man, it was almost like I diced it up really good and had a bunch of Palomino steak and I threw it in the, in, you know, into the, into the little, uh, what do you call it, the pan and slow cooked that puppy, you know, and then had the like, to, like the soft tortillas. And I made some hard tacos as well, man. But, you know, and then Maria got home and she got out there, like, I don't eat this stuff, but she got out the avocado and, you know, all the other stuff that she made tacos <laughs> with. I'm just a basic, like, just give me cheese and some Cristal hot sauce and I cannot eat anything with it, bro. So, but, you know, uh, the, you know what the key is to that, to, to, to cook and steak though, cast iron skillet, man, bro. 
This way you don't over. This way you don't like overcook it. You oh, want yeah. that. You want that steak soft. I thought I did a pretty like. I mean, when we did it on the grill, man, that skirt steak came out fire, man. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. You know, it's as I'm getting older. You know, my birthday's next Friday. You know, it's a week from yeah. today. I'm gonna Ooh. turn the big. I'm turning to Michael Irvin. You know what I mean? I'll be hitting that four seven. Four and, seven. Uh, What's up? Eighty eight. Eighty eight. Wow. <laughs> I knew you were going here. We're not talking cowboys. Talking games. <laughs> so I'll be hitting that Michael Irvin. I'll be hitting that Ryan McNeil, the Leron Bird. Oh, you know what I mean? So yeah. The, so yeah, man. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do more around the house. So so J man, cool, as you start to get a little bit older and yeah. you, know, you kind of get into it a little bit more, you know. Like and don't let bird fool you. Birds over there like putting up Christmas trees two months ahead of time. You know, like it's oh for sure, bro. <laughs> yeah, but like you know when we got, when we got married, yeah, when we got married, man, you know they did that thing where okay, who's been married the longest? You've been married twenty years. You know, stand up. You know, and they got to somebody. I think it was like forty, like actually like thirty-two years or something that the longest couple that I was at our wedding was, and they made him give me some advice, and it's just yes, dear. <laughs> you know, yeah. like. It's true, man. You gotta you gotta keep mama happy, man. You know, and yeah. you gotta do your part around the place and all that. And uh, you know, look, you're taking her to Hawaii, man. That's that's good, man. You know, you're definitely getting some brownie points for that, man. But you gotta yeah, make sure sir. that you uh you know take care of hey. your responsibilities. Yeah. Happy wife, happy life. That's the truth, happy bro. Hundred percent, man. Yeah. It's it's crazy, man. Here it is getting ready for the weekend and like there's really nothing going on. You know, you, Super Bowl was a couple weeks ago. I can't even talk about the heat because they're garbage. Jay, man, I didn't want to even bring up the fact that we lost to the Utah Jazz the other night. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Bro, I don't know what it is, man. We even, like, we even spotted you guys like 10 points in the first quarter. But Listen, that's the NBA. You could spot somebody 40 and still lose. Yeah. Like, honestly. That's just... Yeah. I will say this, though, you know, to make Heat fans feel better. So, Jazz are – what is it now? I think it's 20 of their last 21. And – 18 of those wins have come by 10 plus points. So we are obliterating every single thing that gets in our way. Um, Y'all are balling right now, man. That's for sure. Yeah, man. So, so the only good thing, Jay, man, the only good thing is the Florida Panthers won again last night. (laughs) We, you guys, hockey guys, I, I need to get into hockey. Dude, Bro, you live in Salt Lake City. You don't like, well, whatever you live, you don't have a <laughs> like, you don't like the Colorado Avalanche or somebody dude, out that way. Dude, we're we're not a hockey town, surprisingly. Like, no one cares about hockey here at all. Not at all, man. I mean, we have we have like a I I don't even know what division of minor league it is, but we have the Utah Grizzlies. And uh, when I was younger, it was kind of a thing because they were a, a farm team for the Avalanche. And so I remember going to Utah Grizzlies games, but. I mean that hasn't been popular in a long time, man. So they they like, play at the Delta Center or uh no, so they play at uh just another stadium that we have here that's smaller. So wow. it was built for the Winter Olympics and they played there. So Yeah, I know it's not called the Delta Center anymore, but you know, yeah. to me that place will always be the Delta Center. Oh, for sure, man. Oh. <laughs> I, I agree. And uh so actually this is my one hockey story is when I was uh let's see, I would have been nine years old when the Winter Olympics ca- came to town. My dad took me to see Sweden versus Slovenia in a uh, Olympic hockey game, which was really fun because our uh, our ancestry is Swedish. So that was uh, that's my that's my one hockey story. But I don't really understand the game much. I've been meaning to though because everyone tells me it's uh, it's a lot of fun. 
I just like the fights, man. When they when they get up in there and they start, you know, they grab them by yep. the jersey. And it's just tat tat tat. Like that's great to watch, man. Yep. <laughs> I tell you what, man. It's going to be an interesting off season, man. I'm, I'm waiting to see what's going to happen. You know, spring ball is coming up. There's there's a lot, man. But look, can we talk about baseball? Can we talk about University of Miami baseball? I'm Again, we've been that. Season. I mean, you know, obviously we open up tonight with with you know the University of Florida, and What's your take on our season? Like, I mean, Jamie, you probably don't follow Kane's baseball, um, but I mean, I do. You know, and I uh, next year <laughs> here's a cool story. So next year, I actually have um, a kid who I coached through coach pitch and through uh, minors and to majors. Um, now he's in high school, and he actually signed a uh, um, he signed with the University of Miami to be a pitcher, left-handed pitcher. Nice. And uh, hey, right. trying to go watch him, you know, down there at the U, man. So, uh, you know, again, they're going to allow fans. I don't know how many they're going to have, but it should be an interesting season, man. I really felt like, you know, talking with Vic last week, like if Miami would have had a season last year without the COVID, I think Miami pretty much, I mean, they go to Omaha with yep. a good chance of possibly winning a national title last year. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you guys what, next what? season, let, let's try to make this happen. It won't be able to happen this year, I bet. But next season, let's try to make a spring football game. And then we go to Mark Light and we get some shakes. Look, we're already there, bro. <laughs> I, I know. I'm just saying. I, you you I come mean, on, got, man. We got, we got you anytime, bro. Come on down. <laughs> I, I know you guys are going to be there whenever. But I got to plan these things like years out, man. Like, like I mean, you, you, we just talked to Chris who said that he's been to one game ever, you know. I, uh closest I got was I, I had – tickets to the virginia tech game the week before in 2017 and uh but then i mean unfortunately my mom my mom got a uh, breast cancer around that same time so we ended up selling uh. the tickets but i mean that was going to be my my first game but um hopefully this year will be my first game at some point we uh we got to get you out there man that's yep. uh, gotta get you out here because i'll tell you what man i mean you, you just can't you just can't describe how amazing it is going to a game and seeing oh, the boys sure, run man. out the smoke and, you know, uh, just, yeah. just seeing the hype and feeling it and, yeah. you know, really having the other fans around you. I mean, you know, it don't matter who's sitting around you, you know, you see a big play and you, I mean, you're jumping and you're hugging people and yep. high-fiving them. Not so much this season, right. Cause we weren't allowed to, but uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing going to a game and the baseball games are super fun too. You know, yeah. I know we had Vic on last week, man, we were talking about, you know, the, the shakes that are at the stadium, which, you know, I've, I haven't had one in forever now because yep. of, you know we lost last year, but uh, you know, the ding of that metal bat, man, is just, it's amazing. So I have an interesting question for you guys. Have you all been to NBA, NFL, and MLB games? You guys both have. Oh right? yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. What's your favorite? In order, I want I want you to rank them one to three, and we're only talking professional. Oof. So baseball is going to be at the at the very very bottom. Really? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Well, I'll go with the four, right? Because obviously. We have basketball, football, hockey, and baseball yeah. down here, right? Okay. So I would probably go, like, if I'm going to rate them, like, just pro sports only, I'll probably go Dolphins, Heat, Panthers, Marlins. Okay. I'm going to go Heat, Dolphins, Panthers, Marlins. Just because those Heat games, man, those Heat games are fun. And Dolphins is like, eh, they've never really done anything. I'm not a huge Dolphins fan. I mean, yeah. I like them. If I probably had to pick a team in the NFL to win it all, I'd probably pick the Dolphins. But – yeah. 
those heat games are something else, man. <laughs> I, I guess it's probably different for me because I only have the jazz, you know, so I've been to, I've been to games of all three sports for teams that I don't care about. Right. So it's more about the atmosphere. It's about, you know, the stadium, the people, if, if that makes sense. Right. Um, I actually love MLB games, man. I, I love, uh, I I've been to probably a dozen Colorado Rockies games in my life. And uh, there's something about a summer night watching the sunset. You can smell the grass and eating a hot dog, man. Like, well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what on, on the MLB games, man, you know, for us South Floridians, right? Mm-hmm. Went to tons of games growing up in the Marlins when they played at, at Joe Robbie. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, terrible stadium for baseball. But, you know, hey, it was the Marlins and we liked them. I have been to the new stadium one time and it mm-hmm. wasn't for baseball. Right. Yeah. And it's because I was so mad about the site that that baseball stadium sits on and, yep. you know, the corporate greed that took the OB from us. And the only time that I was there was the last time the Canes played. <laughs> yeah. So, by you. And the, and the last time I was there before that at that same site, <laughs> last game in the OB. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. Yeah. I, I would have to say that like, I don't know for me, I, I love MLB games and the fact that I could take, a crew of, of friends there and just like that would be a prime way to spend a good summer night right so i'm gonna throw something else in here right okay. mls games now i have not been to one but okay. i'm after we were you know we we're getting miami fc yeah. and everything um i was like i'm i'm in i'm in like yeah. seeing you know the fun that these guys have at mls games and then we lost all the, the, the whole <laughs> mls season you know yeah. and i'm like oh my gosh but i'm still anxious i still so, want to go i still i wanna... have done mls Really? Um, yeah, because we All have right. a team here in Salt Lake, uh, yep. Real Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake. Yep, they've. Uh, I always they call it Real Salt Lake. But yeah, I, I mean, that's... they won a championship five years ago, so yeah. uh, you know, on our way to being <laughs> Title Town, right? Title Town, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got we got a soccer trophy. Um, it was cool, and it was a. I would compare it to an MLB game. You know, you could smell the grass, beautiful, like well manicured uh, pitch is what they call it or whatever. But you know, like in that scenario, I was surrounded by soccer people. And, uh, I mean, I'm sure in South Florida, soccer is a lot more popular than it is in Utah. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, soccer is like a weird alt culture here in, in soccer or in, in Salt Lake. It's more of the people that couldn't play basketball. So yeah. I'm probably going to get roasted for that, but, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> the games are crazy. Like, especially yeah. like the bout at fans, man, they got like the color smoke going off in the, yeah. you know, in the end zones and all that. It's pretty yeah. wild. Let me ask you a question. This is kind of completely off topic. You guys know what a cougar is, right? <laughs> yeah, all kinds. Jay, what's the definition? Of it? What, what, what's, what's, what's your definition of a cougar? Well, are you talking about Animal Planet or are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking you. <laughs> well, there's a few definitions, and uh... I wouldn't give the Animal Planet definition, Jay. Man. <laughs> okay, so are are we talking about a a, a middle aged to old Correct. woman who prefers younger men? Correct. Okay. I would do, I would I would define it as a as a woman who has kids that are old enough to be your friends. Okay. <laughs> so let me ask you this question. This is just speaking hypothetically, right? Like when a cougar gets too old or when she gets so old that she needs a hearing aid, yeah. does she become a deaf leopard? <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Oh man. <laughs> Look at this lovely crew. Yeah. Is that a good is this, one? <laughs> is it free joke Friday, bro? <laughs> I actually thought that was pretty good, man. That wasn't good. 
It was all right. It was all right. We're laughing. It was, it was a good dad joke. So it was a good dad joke. But I mean, you know, you're coming up on that big four seven. So I'll. I'll I'm just saying though. It's like you can't blame anyone else when they fall in your driveway, right? That's your own asphalt. <laughs> oh man! Everybody, be, beware! Co stumbled on a uh, on a uh, dad joke website. He probably gets text alerts like dad joke of the day type thing. Come on, give give us another one. Oh my! Last God. one, then we gotta go to break. I'm I I don't want to get in trouble with Frank and Larry. <laughs> Are we going to break? No, you're going to give us one before I we thought you were break. going to give us one more from your oh, dad. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Um, you want me to take us to break? I'll take us to break. Go to break. Go to break. All right. You guys are listening to King Gang Radio. We're here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Been an amazing first hour, and and uh, stick with us because the uh, second's going to be just as good. So wait a minute, I got one. I got one. Okay, go ahead. Oh no, here we go. <laughs> go ahead. It's not even really a joke. It's just more of a comment. Like you know, like everybody walking around with like underwear on their face now. It's like you know, now oh, they all man. think they can perform in a halftime show. You know, <laughs> thanks weekend. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> all right, we got to get Jerry Seinfeld out of here. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> See you guys in a moment. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowe. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio Serious XM. Yeah. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you... Texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. Well, you, to, you forgot that. Oh, the two of us, we're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go. You and I. There you go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed the first hour of the Kang Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. 
Man, it's uh, definitely been a, a good early Friday morning. Um, I'm still waiting on my lunch. It hasn't came in yet, but uh, I'm actually eating some ice cream. So maybe I get like kind of like the dessert before like the, the meal. Um, you guys ever do that? You guys ever eat like dessert before you actually eat your meal? Yeah, no, I do. I can't. On occasion. <laughs> well, it's like, bro, like I, <laughs> I can eat ice cream all day. <laughs> there's a there's a deli in town that makes like the best uh, rice krispie treats like on the planet so i usually get one with my sandwich and it's gone by the time my sandwich gets there so <laughs> so you are, you're a rice krispie treat person yeah i love them 100 i am so with you on that yep. but fire. did you know you can change the recipe on on rice krispie treats and make fruity pebble treats oh my word bro i'm telling you amazing like you just you mix it up a little bit right so you still have the marshmallow okay. and stuff like that but yeah. instead of using rice krispies Use like the the fruity pebbles. That makes sense, and it sounds incredible. Bro. I bet Bro. that'd be good with like cocoa pebbles too. I'm gonna do Bro. that this afternoon. Anything. We're done with the show. Shoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, there's a lot Ooh. of stuff you can do. Now you got me thinking of like like you know like fruity pebble like treats. Dude, golden grams would be really good with that. I've seen those in the store. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be down for that. I'm gonna try that with golden grams later. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. Because I will. Uh, I'll find that as well. Um, you know, here, here's the bad part about being in the off season per se, right? Like, like the content is really just kind of, yep. it's it's minimal, right? Like, you yeah. can't talk about game planning. You can't talk about this. Obviously, you could talk about coaches coming, coaches going. But a big thing that's actually getting ready to come up here is the pro day here, you know, University of Miami here, you know, shortly. Um, I'd like to talk, if you guys wouldn't mind, about some of the guys that potentially going to be drafted and, and drafted pretty high. Um, yep. I'm going to start with who I feel like is going to be the first, first Kane drafted. And, and again, over the years, you know, you like, you know, a couple of years ago, I didn't think Sheldrick Redwine was going to be the first Kane drafted, but boom, but he was drafted. Right. So yep. I'm going to go out on a limb and, and I think you guys would probably agree with me. Um, obviously this individual opted out last season um, to kind of prep for the draft, but Gregory Rousseau, um, I think he can go anywhere from five to 18. Um, you know, if you look at some of the drafts, you know, it's kind of up and down. What's your take on Rousseau and, and, and J-Man? Where do you see him going? Um, and, and Bird, like, like we'll, we'll keep track and see how close we come on actual draft day. See who, who is the Mel Kuyper Jr., 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 Jr.? <laughs> I'm with this game, man. So what are we going to pick the actual draft position, like the actual number? Draft Regardless position. of trades. Yeah, all right. I got you. Correct. So, so J-Man, we're going to put you on the spot first, and we're going to oh, talk oh, about yeah. Greg Rousseau. And, and tell me what you think about him and where he fits and what you see him doing. So I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to break protocol a little bit, and I'm going to talk about him and Phillips real quick. Um, I actually I see those two as very similar prospects. Um, both are athletic freaks with, with elite size, elite athleticism for their size, um, without a ton of playing experience. They're both going to be guys that if we had a traditional combine, that they would pop at the combine and their stock would go up just because they are, I mean, they're incredible athletes, man. They're, they're physical specimens. Um, so I think that those two will be um, pretty much a pick em. I think that teams will pick one of those guys first based on 
just what they feel is the better fit for their team, if that makes sense. So I would personally rank Rousseau a little bit higher on my board. Um, but I will not be surprised at all if Phillips has a great interview with a team and they take him ahead of Russo. I think those guys are fairly interchangeable. It could happen. First round. Yeah. So, I'm not picking that, but it could happen. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I mean, I personally would have Russo a, a touch higher. Um, however, I mean, you know, Phillips' story is amazing, right? And, and the mental fortitude that you'd have to have to, you know, to bounce back the way he did, I could see a team just being like, this is our dude after a conversation with him, right? Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Phillips went like 15th and Roche went 18th, you know, like that would not be a shock. But what number right. are you picking up? So wait, so wait, I'm Did sorry. I say Roche, Roche yeah, yeah. or Rousseau? I meant Rousseau. Rousseau. Oh, you said Rousseau. Rousseau so. Sorry. But that's bad. someone Rousseau. else that we're going to talk about too. Yeah. Rousseau. So what number for Rousseau for you? It was 15. You said, um, yeah, let's go with that. I'll, I'll say, just for round numbers, because I don't have a, a list of teams in front of me, I'm going to say 15 for Russo, and I'm going to say 20 for Phillips. So 15 is the Patriots for Russo. We're going to lock in here. And hey, what what did uh what did Mike Jack tell us about Bill Belichick? He loves Bro, Miami loves guys. Yeah. And then 20 would be the Bears for Phillips. Co, what you got? So. Here's my take. I think, I think with the COVID season, I don't think that it hurt Russo to opt out. Um, if anything, I think kind of it preserved his body a little bit. Um, with Phillips, you know, now, now Jamin, you bring a good point about how maybe a team falls in love with his story, but then again, you can look at a team saying, "Well, you know what? He's had these concussions. You know, we don't know how that's going to be. You know, a lasting effect. I mean, for sure." We don't know. See, we don't know how that CTE plays in, in, into part of um, people's everyday life, right? Just look at what happened this past week with Vincent Jackson. Don't know the whole story. Don't know exactly what he was going through. But you can almost see kind of what people are talking about that potentially, you know, he was calling out for help when he wasn't getting that help. So, yep. you know, I'm a little skeptical, you know, when it comes to head injuries, right? Um, I see Greg potentially going uh, number 11 to the Giants. Um, you know, I can see him as being another like Jason, you know, Jason Pierre Paul, um, someone coming off that edge. Um, again, now when we had Santana, you know, he said he didn't like playing in New York. Now, again, that was with the Jets, so I don't know how it would be with the Giants organization, but I think Greg goes at least, I think he goes 11 to the, to the Giants. Um, and believe it or not, I think this is, this might sound a little crazy. I think Phillips goes 18 to the Dolphins. Hmm. Interesting. That could work. All right. Well, I think, you know, pass rushers are always at a premium in the NFL. And I just – I can't see this NFL draft going by and, and one of these top ten teams not taking it. And the, the team that jumps out at me for Russo is the Lions at seven. So I'm actually going to say that Rousseau's going top ten and I'm going to pick him in the Lions at seven. And then I was actually looking at that 18 spot to the Dolphins or Phillips. But since you took that, I'm not going to take it. I'm going to move a little bit back here. And uh, I think I'm going to pick Phillips at, uh, at 21 to the Colts. Wow. So to recap, Yeah, so to recap, you got uh, Bird says Rousseau at 7. Uh, Co says Rousseau at 11. J-Man says Rousseau at 15. And then for Jalen Phillips, I say uh, 21 uh, to the Colts. 
Coe says 18 to the Dolphins, and J-Man says 20, blindly to the team, but it ends up being Chicago. <laughs> I don't know if I'd pick Chicago if I had a list, but I'm just in that 20 range, right? Sure, sure. So, yeah. You know, look, and you can't ever, you know, it's, it's hard to pick this stuff too because who's, who's going to tell when teams, yeah. you know, what teams are going to move up, what teams are going to move down. Yep. You know, you, you just never know that. So good with, yeah. good with the pick of the 20 there. Yep. It should be interesting to see what happens with trades, right? You know, again, we talk about the Dolphins sitting at number three. I mean, in my opinion, again, everybody was like, Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith. I mean, you're still 6'1", 175 pounds. And again, if Waddle doesn't go down, well, let me ask you this question, right? If Waddle doesn't go down, who's a better receiver coming out of Alabama? Is it Waddle or is it Devontae Smith? I think it's Smith. Person, I think Waddle has way too much, way too much speed, and it's just it's a bigger dude, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's fine. I think those are the intangibles that you can agree to disagree on, right? Yeah. So let me ask you this though: if Jamar Chase, because again he opted out from LSU, I think Jamar Chase is better than Devontae Smith. Do you agree or disagree? Um. I don't know, man. Uh, Jamar Chase is one of those dudes where I, I like his body a lot more. Um, but guys like uh, Smith are tough for me because it's, you know, some of, some of the dudes like Smith are just good, right? They just produce. They're just ballers. Like, that's the term that I like to use, right? He's a baller because when the game is going and it's big-time moments, he just produces. It's what he does. And, and that's almost an intangible quality, in my opinion. And I'm having a hard time deciding if that's how I feel about Smith or not. Uh, you know, is, is he going to be one of those dudes where he's just going to be good or is he going to be a guy where, you know, he's a little undersized, right? So I don't know. I'd, I'd probably err on the side of Jamar Chase. For me, it's Devontae yeah. Smith, man. I mean, just, just... like Devontae that much, huh? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, he made, what's the guy's name? Mac Jones, right? The, the that quarterback from Alabama. You know, he put that guy in the Heisman conversation this yeah. year, man. And that guy does not throw a pretty ball, you know. <laughs> and Smith's just got, you know, great body control. Yeah. He's always in the right place. He runs the right routes. You know, he's very, he's very Jerry Rice-esque to me. Yeah, I get that. And, you know, if he was uh, – if he had maybe 20 more pounds on him, I would be all about it. But I do sure. worry about uh, – he's, he's a skinny dude. But I, I don't disagree with you, Bird. Like yeah. – if if he had a Justin Jefferson type rookie season where he goes for over a thousand yards, I will not be surprised in the least. Because some, you know, he's one of those dudes that could just be like he will always be one of the best players on the field when he's, you know, whenever he steps on the field. So, hey, what do you do guys you think? No, sorry, go ahead. On, go. Do you think he's just a product of the system? And Smith? this is where I go with Alabama players. I just feel like they're products of the system. Now there have been really good people coming out of Alabama. You know, you look at Derrick Henry, stud beast. Amari Cooper, stud beast. Yeah. Um, Ridley, you know, Julio. Julio is a beast. But, like, you know, again, I don't know what Jerry Judy's going to turn into be. Calvin Ridley's coming into his own. Um, Josh you know, Jacobs. So, again, but when Josh Jacobs. But when you're playing it behind, like, and, and I think that makes you better, right? I think, like, playing with the the caliber of players that you play with every day in college. And I think it helps you for the NFL. Yeah. Um, again, you're playing behind the best O-line 
got great coaching. You got, you know, good quarterback. So I kind of think like the system helps Alabama <laughs> and it helps their players, you know, transition to, to the NFL. Um, but that's, you know, again, it's neither here nor there. So, but I, I think the draft is going to be really, really crazy. Like, so going back to my point, like if I'm the Dolphins at number three, am I like trading that number three pick and maybe falling back a couple spots to eight, nine, ten? And you're still yeah. able to pick up probably a stud receiver, right? Yeah, I, I would if I were the Dolphins. I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's kind of a quarterback panic right now. I mean, the Bears are looking to get in. The Panthers are looking to get in. The Eagles might be looking to get in now. Um, you know, there's there's so many teams wanting a quarterback, and I think that's because we've seen an unprecedented amount of quarterback movement already. Um, dude, if I'm the Dolphins, yeah, I trade back. I mean, look at a team like Detroit at number seven. You know, yeah, they got Jared Goff for another three years or something, but is he really a long-term – you know, is, is he going to hold down that Detroit spot for 10 years at the money he's making? Like, that's pretty tough. You know, yeah. it's, Detroit's it's, got a lot of needs though. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. And, and, you know, golf, golf is not terrible by any stretch, yeah. but it's like, do you really want to dedicate that much of the cap to a guy yeah. who is very average? Yeah. You know, to me, Penny Sewell is the, is the pick for the dolphins, right? I mean, yeah. you know, franchise left tackles that can play, you know, 10 to 15 years. Um, you know, I mean, think about, you know, guys like Joe Thomas, um, you know, yeah. Walter Jones, like these guys that went in and just anchored down the line for years. Like yeah. that is so valuable. And I know that the Dolphins got a couple of good, uh, you know, they had a couple of good players on the O-line, but you add that guy into there yep. and uh, all of a sudden, you know, you go to having just this superstar uh, yeah. O-line, which, you know, you already made your commitment to Tua. And I know there's a lot of argument in the fan base. Do we stay with Tua? You know, do we trade for Watson? I mean, you know, to me, I mean, this kid only played a half a year. He, looked okay right you know yeah. he didn't blow it up number wise but you know you, you give him all the protection he needs um, yeah. you know there's it, plenty of wide receivers out there yeah. you know it, it's very Tua did not have a bad season for rookie QB you know no. I, I preached um, lots of caution towards Dolphins fan fans on Twitter you know because uh, most of the people that I communicate with are Dolphins fans on Twitter I was trying to preach caution and that like Tua probably won't have a Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow type of year because those guys, it is so insane that we had two rookies that set the rookie <laughs> record or were on pace to in the same season. That's incredible. Yep. Um, you know, so Tua was not like, no one should have expected Tua to be on their level, right? Because they were both going to break the record before Joe, uh, Joe Burrow got hurt. So going into the draft of 2020, um, again, now I'm not a huge dolphin fan. I do like the dolphins. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was such a Justin Herbert fan going into that draft. I'm thinking if my, cause I look at 2019, I think Justin Herbert would have been the number one overall pick had he came out of Oregon, you know, his junior year, the intangibles that he has, again, you look at the size, I'm not the five ten, five eleven quarterback, you know, type you know for my team um there are different you know applications where it does come into play you know you look at the drew breezes you look at the russell wilson's um but mm. there's few and far between again you're coming off that huge hips you know the hip injury like justin herbert and i just feel like though he does have a lot more weapons out in you know in la than than the dolphins have so 
but if you look at what he does, um, I would definitely look to Justin Herbert over Tua. Yeah. No. Yep. I mean, easy, I to, easy to look back and say it now, though. You know. Yeah, oh, man. Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? <laughs> I would have disagreed with you back then, but I mean, clearly that that was the right move right now. You know. Did you you could check the receipts on Twitter, man? I was I was saying that Dolph, to, to all the Dolphins fans, man, you guys should want Herbert. You guys should want Herbert. And everybody, no, yeah. it's Tua, it's Tua, it's Tua. And then all of a sudden, they grabbed Tua. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think that was a reach. I mean, I, I think it was more of a political, you know, type thing. Yep. But, um, yeah, we can get into this a little bit more because I love talking about the draft. So I know we're, we're yeah. pushing break time. Um, and oh, you know what? My food just got here. All right. Yeah, great. Let's hit break <laughs> and let me grab my food. All right. You guys, <laughs> you guys are listening to King Gang Radio. We'll be back in just a few moments, but we're here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Bye. We'll see you in a second. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, look, if they pick up two nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tonga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tonga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tonga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tonga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tonga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tonga Vailoa. See, that sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, so I just kind of downed this uh, sandwich real quick. I have to kind of wash it down because I asked for extra mayo, and I hate when people just give me dry subs. It just drives me up a wall. I just I can't stand it. Like I like I like mayonnaise, right? I like mayo, yeah. I like spicy mustard, um, yeah. like barbecue sauce. 
catch up. Okay. Not all on my stuff, but I'm just, you know. So yeah. it just makes – so, like, extra mayo, spicy mustard kind of helps the uh, sandwich go down a little bit. And then when you get your sandwich and it's kind of dry, it's kind of aggravating. Yeah. So, anyway, um, <laughs> you like subs? Not pub yeah. subs, but you like subs? I'm, I'm a big subs guy. What's interesting, though, is I love food. I'm a big foodie. Um, I like all different kinds of food. But one of the few things that I absolutely detest on this planet is mustard. I don't know why, Seriously? man. The smell of mustard yeah. makes me gag. Like, that's how bad it is. I'm the same way with ketchup, man. Ketchup really? is... Dude, ketchup supports terrorism in my mind. <laughs> I hate tomatoes with a passion, yeah. but I love ketchup. Oh. I'm that way as well. I don't like, I don't like fresh tomatoes. Um, but really, it's like tomatoes and mustard are like the two foods that I cannot eat. So I Blue like cheese the... Too. What kind? Blue cheese, man. Awful. <laughs> oh, you're out of your mind, bro. Like, you oh. cannot eat wings without blue cheese. I'll take no, ranch with wings, Ranch man. over blue cheese oh all gosh, day, bro. Dude, stop. Stop with the ranch. <laughs> Look at this guy from Rochester. <laughs> bro, honestly, if you do not... All right, we need to put a poll up on the show. Uh, we need to put a poll up. Can we put yeah. a poll up for... On Twitter, yeah, you eat you eat wings with ranch or blue cheese, and we need to put that up there yep. and see what kind of uh, reaction we get with that. Because yep. I'm telling you, it'll be blue cheese. Yep. Yeah, well, whoever says blue cheese is going to be wrong. <laughs> the same way, that, the same not? way, the same way that a couple nights ago, our, our boy Jordan put up that Rudy Gobert is a top twelve player in the NBA. But we will definitely get to that in the next segment. Oh, you better oh, believe we yeah. will. Listen, at the end of the day, man, top 12, that's just, that's tough. He man. is, man. He is. No, look, we can, we can go down the rabbit hole on this conversation. We, we got to oh, talk let's about. Go I'll pull up my Let's get back to the draft real quick. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, talk yeah. about that in the third segment, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll get into the NBA after that. But let's, let's keep talking about the NFL draft, and let's talk about a couple other players that we haven't talked about yet here. Um, Quincy Roche and Brevin Jordan and Jose Borgales. Um, I, I really see Quincy after his uh, stint at the um, Senior Bowl um, really, really moving up the, uh, the boards. Again, Pro Day, you know, again, I don't know what's going to ha- go on at Pro Day. I don't know how many coaches will be there. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, recorded and, you know, people can see him on Zoom. I don't know yep. how they're doing Pro Day. Um, obviously, no combine, things like that. So um, I can see Quincy moving up maybe into the mid, the mid twos which I yeah. think would be phenomenal for him. And, and you think about this, though, right? You look at, you look at Jalen and you look at Greg. I mean, it's been 12 years, if I'm not mistaken, almost 13 years since University of Miami's had a first-round draft pick, you know, since Kenny Phillips. Like, that's – this is University of Miami, right? Like, we were known for pushing out, like, like product after product after product and player after player yeah. after player. On def- finally get back on into defense, round yeah. one – What's that? Oh, wait, no, we've we've had a few since then. We we had uh we had Artie Burns, Eric Flowers, Philip Dorsett. Oh, you're correct. You're yeah. right. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, no, no worries. Yeah, but you know what? It's so it's so long ago that I even forget about that. And I think yeah. Artie was a reach at. I think it was like 25 or something yeah. like that going to Pittsburgh. And yeah. Flowers yeah. at nine to the Giants. Are, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> come on. Like so, yeah. and I'm not saying that they're not good players. I think the Dolphins actually benefited from Eric coming. You know, and Again, his stint in Washington and everything yeah. coming here, it's been yeah. beneficial. Well, they moved him to guard. And, and honestly, yeah, they moved him to guard. When, and that was... when, Dorsett, when Dorsett came out, like, he was a combine guy. You know, I, one of yeah. my buddies asked me, he's like, 
hey, Dorsett just ran like a four two eight or whatever he ran. You know, he's like, is he really a first round receiver? And I was like, nah, dude. <laughs> I'm like, nah, I love, no. I love him, but uh, he's he's much better far, in a right? straight line than doing anything else. That's right. Because you even look at DVD, right? DVD yeah. wasn't a great cornerback, but he yeah. ran in like the four two, so he, you know yeah. he, he got moved up just because of speed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, can't, I completely forgot about Artie and Eric. But anyway, it's nice to be able to get back into the into the mix of having first-round players. Um, you know, and again, we'll see what happens in the upcoming yeah. years. But, you know, again, this is a trend, start, starting back with a trend. But, Bird, what do you see about uh, Quincy, Brevin, and Jose? So, I've, I actually wrote down where I think these guys are going to go. I got Quincy at 50, right? So, back into the Dolphins? second round. I don't even know who owns that pick, but, uh, you know, I definitely, you know, I yeah. could see that happening, right? The Dolphins are at 50, I'm telling you. Like, the Dolphins are at 50. <laughs> oh, really? All right. So, well, hey, well, there you go, man. I got Jalen and Quincy. Okay, I'm, I'm liking this one already. I like, I like Quincy in the mid-second round. I'm with you there, Bird. Yeah. I got Brevin at 80. I think, uh, I think he'd be a little higher if he didn't have a lot of the injury concern that I think uh, right. a lot of teams are going to look at with him, right, because he did, you know um, – you know, he produced when he was here, but he had a yeah. lot of – he was really banged up and had a lot of yeah. smaller injuries the, uh, the entire time he was right. here. So, I got him at 80. And our, and our boy, Jose, right, who joined the Kane Gang show, fresh off winning the Lou Groza Award. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting him up really high, too. Probably a lot higher than I can, but I got him at 99. Okay. So, I got, uh, I got Brevin at pick 61, my Buffalo Bills. Desperate need of a tight end. <laughs> you guys are in desperate need of a tight yeah. end. That's and for sure. You, you know, like just the way the salary cap is working out, we're probably going to have to let John Brown go. Um, you know, so we'll probably be in the draft. You know, we, we have Gabriel Davis, who was a rookie last year. Um, yeah, he who, played well for you guys. He was very good. He was very good. So I'm not too worried about replacing John Brown, but I do think that they need to continue to put weapons around Josh Allen. Um, so I think that second round pick is a, is a good spot to take a tight end. And, uh, you know, I would love being able to cheer for Brevin in, in the NFL on my favorite team. Right. So that'd yep. be fun. You said that was 61, right? For yes. Jordan. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then Jose, let's see, I'll, I'll go, uh, I'm going to go like 120 for Jose. Okay. You know, I, I do think, uh, I think he'll have a very long successful career in the NFL. It's just you never know when a team's going to decide to pull the trigger on a kicker in the draft, right? Yeah. What what what, posi- uh, what position did you have Quincy at again? I I'm going with you at fifty. I'll fifty. Okay, we're yeah. gonna share that one. Yeah. So. All right. So, Where you got those three guys, Co? Ah oh, man. So. As much I, again, I think it all comes down to the pro day, but I think Quincy goes either second or third round. Um, if I want to be realistic, I think he, he drops into three. Um, you know, I look at a couple spots, you know, I look at a 75 at Dallas, you know, potentially, um, 77 to the chargers. Melvin Ingram won't be around that much longer. Um, I think Quincy can fill that spot. I'm not, I'm just going to go 77 to the chargers. Okay. And then Brevin's kind of my wild card, man. Um, Gosh, I. Some people love it, I'm man. I'm kind of torn, huh? I said some of these draft experts, like there's a few that have him as tight end one still, and then there's a lot that have him at tight end three. Yeah, it's it's just hard to say, you know. Um, 
you know, you look at some of the teams out there who need a tight end, and it's just, I don't think they reach for him. But I like him at the Bills as well, but not at, would you say, 61? Yeah. I like him at 93 going to Buffalo. Okay. Um, late, late in the third round. Even better. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I just, again, I don't think he gets up into the second round. I think he's yeah. more of, I, and again, he could even fall into the fourth round. And believe it or not, um, I kind of like the the Jose pick is kind of which intriguing because I'm interested to see what what goes on there, right? I'm, I'm I'm interested to see, but I think Jose could probably squeeze into the top 100 bird. I'm kind of with you there. It's just a matter of where do I see him going? Um, but honestly, I see him going. I'm gonna go 96 to Jacksonville. Who's got 99 since you got the uh, picks in front of you? Uh, let me see if I can pull that up. 99 is going to be the Atlanta Falcons, the Dirty Bird. Coming <laughs> Dirty Birds. Nice. So, yeah, I, I kind of see that happening right there. So, right. that's kind of where I'm at. Well, let's, let's know, recap. Like, yeah, go ahead and recap. Sorry. No, I was just saying, so, so let's recap here. So, Co, you got Rousseau at 11, Phillips at 18, Roche at 77, Jordan at 93 and Jose at 96. J-Man had Rousseau at 15, Phillips at 20, Roche at 50, Jordan at 61, and Jose at 120. I had Rousseau at 7, Phillips at 21, Roche at 50, Jordan at 80, and Jose at 99. Yeah. Can we, can we make that a, a poll as well here on Kang Gang, on Kang Gang Radio Twitter? Um, Let's do it. How do you think we, you know, again, so we'll, we'll drop the first poll as far as rent, well, oh, disgusting, watery, milky, white stuff um, that you eat with wings, which is ranch, or the nice, good blue cheese stuff. Ugh. So that'd be the first poll. <laughs> moldy sauce. That's all I think of when I think yeah. of blue cheese. Sour, <laughs> spoiled, moldy, blue cheese. Blech. There was one time I ate a piece of blue cheese and it just mm. all it, it tasted like stomach acid, like pure yeah. stomach acid. And ever since I just I can't get that out of my you mind. Know what the, you know what the worst part about it is too? They have the fancy version of blue cheese that's gorgonzola. Yeah. It's the same stuff. It's all nasty, it's all I, terrible. It all, I can handle gorgonzola a little better, but uh <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys are the worst, I swear. How do we even worst. how do we even and, and collectively have the same thought process when you guys are just like I don't know. yucky like connoisseurs of condiments let me put oh. it that way <laughs> i'm gonna you're gonna see me show up at your house for the next game and i'm gonna have my own bottle of ranch bro listen you can you can have it and, I, and i'll tell you like put that beep outside <laughs> you're gonna make me take it with me too when i leave aren't you <laughs> oh bro yeah tell you man, hey bird crazy. you forgot this bird. <laughs> <laughs> So we gotta get I that think, Jared Payton clip in here, man. Yeah, <laughs> bro, that's that's dope. Um, I, I think those are good picks. I, I'd like to see kind of you know when the draft comes out and see exactly. So now I'm gonna be glued, and I I have a tradition where I watch the draft like religiously. I mean that's what I like to do. That's uh -huh. like what I like to watch. I order some food. I order wings with blue cheese. I order pizza, and I just sit there and, and I watch the draft. You know, I do like the new format of having like a Thursday night for the first round and then the Friday nights usually like rounds two and two and three or whatever. You yeah. know, so I kinda like, you know, breaking up. But I've been watching it where 
we used to have 12 rounds in the NFL. I just thought that was such a long, long time. Painful. 12 rounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's been brutal, man. So, yeah, but we can put that up there on, uh, on Twitter, um, on Kang Gang Radio Twitter, and see what kind of feedback we get on those polls. Um, that should be pretty interesting. You know what's amazing, right, that we have consensus is four – oh, gosh, no. I would say we got four <laughs> guys that are pretty much guaranteed to go, right? Yeah. Jose, I think we all – you know, thinking we, we all know he's the best kicker in the nation. You know, he demonstrated he's got the biggest leg and, you know, he's um, – you know, we're pretty confident that he's going to go, right? Yeah. But when you look at it, you know, you got five guys that are going to go really top four 100? of them early. Yeah, I mean, possibly be, you could have all five go top 100, right? If, yeah. you know, yeah, that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be amazing. But here's the I, point I want to make is that we're returning so much talent to the team next yeah. year, right? Like entire – almost everybody on offense with the exception of Brevin Jordan – Will Mallory's behind him, right? And you're you're adding some young talent plus some young guys that are developing. You know, hopefully our our, our boy uh, De'Aaron can come back uh, strong on that uh, on that knee. You know, and then on defense, right? Um, you know, I still think Jafari Harvey's a junkyard dog back yeah. uh, back there. I think he's gonna he's gonna break out really good for us because the one thing that Manny defense does is you know it it, it produces rushers, right? And um, you know, we're not losing that much. So it's great to go into a draft knowing you're going to have a lot of guys going on. You're having, you're going to have a really respectable production of talent, uh, yeah. you know, drop into the league. Well, I've, I have a quick question. We have about two and a half minutes before we have to go to break. Um, but on that point, Bird, are there any guys? So, so I have Mallory targeted as a potential. Are there any other guys besides Will Mallory that you think can be a first or second round pick after next season? I mean, you know, it, it all depends. I mean, look, we didn't know what we had with Jalen, and now he's pretty much a consensus, you know, first-round pick. I mean, you know, these guys got to get in here. They got to they gotta work hard in the offseason. They got to yeah. get in and produce. They got to stay healthy. You know, there's so many things that, that are, are factors yeah. where it's hard to really, you know, I mean, there's, there's, I think there's a lot of guys with, you know, high-round potential, uh, especially in some of these, uh, in some of these yeah. um, freshmen that we're bringing in, right, and some of this class of uh, yeah. 2020 here. I, I get you. I mean, the reason why I bring that up, though, is because sometimes I worry. I mean, you guys know how I am. I always try to hedge. Like, when people are very optimistic, I try to hedge a little bit against that, right? It's just my personality. I'm I'm just thinking, like, you know, maybe returning all this talent isn't going to do as much as we think, right? Because we're losing top-end talent. It's like, are we replenishing it with top-end talent? I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think you absolutely are, right? I mean – you know, I think we feel better about this recruiting class than at least I know I do. I'll speak for myself here. Yeah. And I, I feel better about this recruiting class than any yeah. recruiting class I, that well, I've ever I, seen. I agree with you there. I'm more referring to like in the immediate future, like in terms okay. of how we'll perform this upcoming season. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, you know, it depends, you know, you can go out and, you know, I, I think, I think the odds are stacked against us in the Alabama game, right? That's for sure. Uh, you know, but look, like I said before, you can lose that game and still, you can still salvage a playoff season even after a yeah, loss to Alabama. Game, it has to be, it has to be competitive. I yes, mean, I think yes. That's, that's the the most common denominator there. Like, yeah, go ahead and lose, but just be competitive. <laughs> like, don't be embarrassed. You guys see that article on uh, Alabama's openers under Saban, fourteen and zero. Oh, they have destroyed everyone along the way. Correct. Like, no slips. I mean, no, and no close so. games. They got, 
they got a squad, man. Like as much as I'm a homer, like I'm a realist too, man. And like, yeah. you just, I mean, you, again, you're going against the perennial power, but you know, we could talk about that. You know, we got the break coming up. I swear every time we get into good topics. All <laughs> right. Oh, I can't wait for the next segment to talk about Go Bear with Jordan. I got a spreadsheet pulled up, Bird. You're gonna, oh, you're gonna Lord, feel, bro. you're gonna feel very God help you know, us. up go. the creek without a paddle when we start talking Go Bear. Oh, Anyways, geez. you guys are listening to Kane Gang Radio. We're here on Sirius XM Channel One Four Five Slam Radio. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at AmericaLet'sDoLunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. Well, you, have to, you forgot that. Oh, the two of us, we're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go. You and I. There you go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome back to Kane Gang Radio. Man, we're having a good show so far. Um, this is our last segment, man. Time flies when you're having fun, right? So, uh, I guess you're. Uh, so, so we were talking NFL draft. We we're talking a little bit of uh, Miami versus Alabama. I know you wanted to get to Go Bear talk, which I'm very excited for. I've been preparing for this for about a year and a half now. So, here's here's the thing, though. Before we even get into this, I'm going to tell you. Like I've, I've told you before, I like the Jazz. Like I, you know, I'm yeah. I'm excited for what they're doing. I'm excited for you as a fan that your team's doing good. The problem is, is that the, the Gobert takes, brother, like I get the guy's good. The guy's a great player. Uh, but you put like, you know, that he's top 12 in the league, man. And I'm giving you yeah. 15 guys that I put out there. And I didn't even, I didn't even put Jimmy and Bam in there who, who could debate here's, here's my thing though, is like all these guys, I mean, in, in the list you gave me, you had potentially Jimmy and Bam. It's like, dude, if both of them are better than Gobert, then why are they on a losing squad? And Gobert is the best player on the best team in the NBA right now, and he's still getting no credit. Like, that's frustrating to me. 
When's the last time y'all went to the finals? That doesn't matter though. We're talking right now. Oh. And the Jazz are, I mean, when was the last time you guys were 24 and five? Or when was the last time anyone in the NBA was 24 and five? It was the Golden State Warriors. Probably when we had LeBron. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that's really good. We're winning 83% <laughs> of our games right now. That's incredible. Yeah. And, and, you know, like our offense and our defense both run through Gobert. He's the most important player on both sides of the ball. And, you know, our offense is ranked fifth in the NBA. Our, our defense is ranked second in the NBA. And Gobert is key to that. He's the only player where if he was out, the Jazz would fall apart. So have you watched Boston play at all this year? Um, only when the Jazz played them, which we okay. won by like 14. Gotcha. I see you slipping that in there. So, <laughs> so two of the players that you told me were better yeah. than Rudy yeah. or that Rudy was better than – yeah. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, man. And yeah. I just – I cannot agree with you there, man. Like, those guys are balling right now, both of them. They man. are good. They are good. And, and look, my, my thing with Rudy, and I, I get that this, this, like, point isn't going to reach a lot of people. I understand that, right, is that Rudy Gobert is a very unique player that the NBA has not seen before. We, we saw a predecessor in, in this mold of DeAndre Jordan, right? Remember the Lob City Clippers when DeAndre right. Jordan was getting a whole bunch of pub because he was doing his rim running thing. He was playing defense, right? Rudy Gobert is that same style player, but he is demonstrably better on both sides of the ball. Um, because you take DeAndre Jordan out of that Clippers team and they still have Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, right? They still have a functioning offense. The problem with this Jazz team, though, is – you know, we're, we're literally setting records for the amount of three-pointers uh, attempted and made. We just broke the Golden State Warriors record for most three-pointers made by this point in the season. And Crazy thought, isn't it? <laughs> it is, I mean, it's insane. And the, the thing is, though, is Rudy Gobert is the reason why we are getting those three-point attempts. And, uh, Co, did you have something to say? Because I, I, I can go into how that's happening in a second. <laughs> Listen, go ahead. I, I know you got a, like a, a, just a, like a perennial man crush on Gobert. <laughs> um, and and that's, that's okay. But I was going to ask you, how do you feel about him being snubbed? For, uh, like, all-star starter? Correct. I'm okay with it. And, and it's because – you should not be okay with that. You should be. <laughs> Hell yeah. Especially when you're arguing me that he's top 12 in the league. Well, I know, but dude. If Nick, he's a top 12, he's a perennial all-star. He should be starting J-Man. Well, but Nikola Jokic is a guy that I will concede is better. Like Nikola Jokic is, is one of the dudes that I will discuss as being better than Gobert. And he got the starting spot, right? So naturally, like, Gobert will make the all-star team, though. If he doesn't, it'll be an absolute travesty. But I'm actually fairly agree confident with that. that Jazz will at least get two, maybe three All-Stars. I think Mike Conley's going to be a fringe guy. Um, and you'd like Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, I, I think Donovan will get on, even though I think he gets more credit than he deserves on the Jazz. But he's been really good this year. He's making that money. He got that dope line. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. You and know, I just see people – to me, it's – this is the problem that I have with the all-star voting, right? Mm -hmm. I think they should switch it up and the voting should be based on the peers or the players yeah. that are playing in the game, voting on it, not the fans. Cause yeah. the fans got LeBron so far up their wedge crack that it just, it, it blows me away. Right? Like I just, <laughs> yeah, honestly, man, I can't, I can't Rose, stand man. it, dude. Oh, so I just, I can't. Still getting like top 10 votes. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's, it, it, that's terrible.
so so Jamin, these are the 15 i want to put the, these are the 15 players that i was like yeah. man to me without a doubt without a doubt <laughs> these guys are better than rudy kd harden even though i'm james harden's biggest critic you know yeah. and I'm, i don't care for him Embiid, who's balling right now yes. paul george who who could probably be like 14 or 15 on this list right yeah but why i don't think you can argue with that one steph can't argue with that one you argued be clay on this man but clay is still a baller bro I mean, like, we haven't watched clay in two so years much. though i know he's been injured but he's yeah. but you know i get it we don't know what he's gonna look like so okay yeah. maybe he's 15 on the list lebron you gotta have him on there ad dame luka Doncic, uh Giannis, tatum brown and the joker now i left yeah. the, the other in not LA, even jimmy butler Hold on, Butler is a top fifteen. I've I did, so I had to remain. I had other people on the list because I wanted them to know I'm not just throwing my guys out there. The first two names I said there's some others that can be debatable as well. Bam Butler, Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker, Kyrie Irving, Pascal Siakam, uh, Ben Simmons, Bradley yeah. Beal, Nikola Vucevic, Trey Young, John Morant, and Zion Williamson. Okay, All right, well, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you real quick because I think John Morant should be top fifteen no matter what. Like, John's a baller. Yeah. So what I'm right. saying, like we could like, we could hash this up, you know. So yeah. Jordan's statement was Tyree. Listen, you cannot say that Uncle Drew is not top fifteen in the league when he's healthy. Okay, so. bro, he is oh, just dude, retarded. He can't play. He can't, crazy. he can't play D worth. He can't play what? Defense. He can't play what? Defense. Man, how can the NBA don't play defense? It doesn't even matter anymore. He's yeah, the best does. ball handler of all time, though, Kyrie. Right. Like, oh, watching his handles. He's got incredible stupid on offense, handles. <laughs> so let me let me make my case here. I got a few points. Okay, so. <laughs> Back, back to what I was saying in, in the way that Gobert is important on offense, okay? The Jazz entire offensive system has been predicated on a pick and roll with Gobert at the top of the, you know, the three-point line. And then, so they've had Mike Conley as the ball handler, right? Now Conley and Gobert are attacking the rim in a pick and roll, which collapses the defense and leaves three open shooters on the outside. And the Jazz are just killing it like that. Okay, and so Mike Conley splits. 16 points a game, five assists, okay? He's injured now. And who's filling in for him is Joe Ingles, if you guys know him. You know what he's been averaging when he's been replacing as the, the pick-and-roll ball handler? 19 points a game and six assists. So what are you, you going to try to tell me that Joe's better than Jimmy Butler? No, what I'm saying is that's all on Gobert. It, like, he's proving that you just put a good ball handler run, to run that pick-and-roll, and Gobert spots the point guard. 15 points oh, and five assists. Co, get this man, please. What's wrong with that? J-Man. Use logic. J-Man. Hold on. J-Man. <laughs> in, in all honesty, what do you think his rating or uh, what do you think he should be rated at? What do you mean? Like, where do you think he should be like ranked at? Rudy Gobert. Gobert. Where do you think? 12th in the NBA. It doesn't matter what you think, J-Man! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, okay, and man. Now, let me get to this. I got a few you've, stats. You've been go. watching some Young Rock, haven't you? <laughs> oh, my God, bro. That was such a good episode. <laughs> okay, I got a few stats for you guys. I got to plead my case, and then you guys can clown me. Are I you can... really going gonna to be the stat king tonight? Really? Yeah, I'm going to be the stat okay. guy. Okay, so in the past <laughs> five seasons, okay, the Utah Jazz are winning 62% of their games. That's good for about a 51 and 31 record if you extrapolate that out, okay? Okay. And they've made the playoffs every season, last five years, okay? Yeah, and where's the guy them? Like sitting home at Christmas. <laughs> uh, dude, it's, it's better than the Miami Heat not even making the playoffs half those years. 
Listen, Luffy went to the we went to the ship last year. That's all that matter. Yeah, you guys got embarrassed. <laughs> When's but the anyway. last time you've been to the ship? When's Nine, the last time you've been to the ship? That doesn't matter though. Ninety-eight. You're what, talking about the Miami. Oh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because oh, most Miami Heat fans will also clown LeBron for losing in the finals. Yet they're celebrating their finals loss. I don't want to hear about it. But anyways, anyways, Utah Jazz getting to the playoffs the last five years. Only yep. two guys on their roster have been there the whole time. Rudy Gobert right. and Joe Ingles. So you're telling me Rudy Gobert is the backbone of a 51-win or 51 win team perennially, but he's not that good. Like, that's what people are telling me. No, like, no, I think he's really he's good. good. He's good. But who else can do that? I think he's good. I, I just think that he's the one who, like, kind of started the COVID in the NBA. I mean, <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I'm just saying, though, how many players <laughs> can you just put on a team and they're locked for 50 wins every year? Rudy Gobert's one of them. He's proven it. 15 people <laughs> pretty much dude there's maybe, not, maybe 20 25 there's not 15 here's, that win 50 games here's the thing man you guys are playing well right now and i'm happy yeah. for you man yeah. it's it's great right like it's good for y'all Lakers. we probably I hope they do Lakers i can't is a betting Lakers. favorite i can't stand oh, I hate the i'm real you know like we're no we're, ad's out though ad may yeah, rest, miss really. the rest of the year they yeah. no he may miss the rest of the year dude like it's it's okay. bad if if, if he if both teams are healthy, I got I got Lakers as the betting favorite, and like let's just say Western Conference Finals, right? Without AD, without AD, no, no, no. Uh, so again, I go back to last year. Like we have this debate, right? I think we had this debate even on the show. I don't think the Lakers win the championship last year if it wasn't for AD. I think if AD wasn't on that team, they're definitely not winning the ship. Yeah, but I mean, you can say that about pretty much any top eight guy, though. Like if LeBron's you mean not on top that eight, they're better than Gobert. Well, if if Gobert's in twelfth, then there definitely is eight guys better than him. <laughs> but I mean, if LeBron's not on that team, they don't win either. But but again, I don't think Le- even if LeBron's on the team without AD, I I yeah. think they don't win the the ship. I think AD really was a catalyst for the Lakers to win the championship last year. Bird. So so Jamie, man, I, I, you know we usually every episode lately we've been getting to do rapid fire. Yep. I have a one question rapid fire. Okay. And I want you to answer it quick. Okay. Rudy Gobert or Josh Allen? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, My brain just broke. <laughs> I stumped him. I stumped him, didn't I? My brain just broke. You can he only pick. literally just had her. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. My takes, though they have been clowned regularly on Twitter, have been shockingly accurate. I know Stradamus. I, I I had Josh Allen for MVP like week three, and he finished top two, man. Yeah. So yeah. who is it going to be? It's I don't know. You gotta, <laughs> I don't Josh know. or Rudy? The thing though pick. is like the thing though is is people clown me for both, which makes me love each of them more, right? <laughs> like like the harder people go at Josh Allen as not being a good quarterback, the more I love him. And right now, like you know, I I'm I'm sticking up for my boy Rudy, but I can't pick between the two. If I Why had can't to you? man up, man <laughs> up, pull them up, man up and pick somebody, J man. Come on. This is like, it. this is like when we had uncle Luke world. between, this is like when we made uncle Luke try to pick Devontae between Devonte and Duke. <laughs> and he was I like, man, I can't do that. <laughs> okay. If, if I absolutely had to, I might trend towards. You have to go Rudy. Go. Yeah. Go bear. 
You have to go wow. Rudy. You've been on his jock about the last five years and this and this and that. Mm-hmm. Allen's only been in the league a couple of years. Yeah. You've got to go with Gobert. I'll, I'll go oh, with Gobert, man. but it hurts. Like, I don't even want to think about it. It hurts. That's like, a like, tough rip. Like, hurt or, like, you know, stubbing <laughs> your toe hurt. Like, how, how much does it hurt? <laughs> Breaking up with my girlfriend hurt. <laughs> oh. oh, my word. Like, bro. What girlfriend? You're married, bro. I know. My, my yeah, that's what I want to know. Don't call her your girlfriend, bro. <laughs> Breaking up with my first college girlfriend. How about that? Oh, my word. Man, we put, we, we put J-Man on the spot tonight, didn't we? I can handle it. And you know what? I'm sure all that's of our right. listeners walked away thinking Rudy Gobert actually is a top 12 player. Okay. So, then that's, that's why you asked. So, again, okay, you want to do a rapid fire? I got one for you, Bird. <laughs> all right. All right. You ready? Oh shoot! Here we go. And I'm 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 solely basing this off of the things that you have wrote in your bio and you know what you put. All right, like that. all right, all right. It's fair enough. Ed Reed or Jared? Oh, you you broke up. It was Ed Reed or who? Jared Payton. I got I gotta, I gotta <laughs> go with that man. Come on. Oh, oh! I fell Look, in love JP's... with you because of Jared Payton, like in my first game, and the OB. Well, and... Yeah, look, look, look! You know, like JP's our boy, man, friend of the show. You know, hey, bird, papa, papa. You know, but <laughs> ah, you know, Ed, Ed Reed's the goat, man. I mean, he's Mister Swagger. Yeah, that yeah. is tough. I don't know. I think JP. I think JP would probably take Ed Reed, man. <laughs> right? one hundred percent. Yeah. I think most guys would. But I think we're. I think you. I think you're looking at it from like the Homer perspective. I'm looking at it from from the bird. Like <laughs> He's you know, to, like the bird's eye view. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I'm just trying to like kind of kind of read it between the lines. The name of a future segment is the bird's eye view, where, where we get it. the lowdown oh on college football realignment. <laughs> yeah, I know that was a long rant, man. We didn't really even I talk about it. that. I Look, it's it. a it's a beautiful art in my in my head, man. There's so yeah. much more that goes into it, man. It's but a ballet, as far as what. I put what I talked about you know about it earlier in the hour about the scheduling oh, yeah. change and all that. Yeah. I mean, look, I put go to sleep in the middle of the segment. So it was <laughs> I just like, like look, I, he's I, like, I want to talk about hot wings, man. You know? I was working on my Rudy Gobert spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, I want to know about the blue cheese. And the That's hey. all I care about. Twenty-four. And but listen, five. Quick, I know, listen, I know we're, we're we're wrapping up the show here on Friday, but man, I, I want to give a special shout out to um, a couple people. One, it was the goat's birthday this past week, and NJ got to give a shout out to the to the goat. Listen, greatest you know, of all time, bro. Listen, J man, giving us a thumbs down. And you're you're John Stockton and their little like hoopty shorts that are up by the mid thighs. <laughs> you guys see those, right? So shout out to them. Um, uh, birthday yesterday to uh, uh, Mon- uh, Mando Mondo um, down there. You know Miami Mondo. Yep. Miami Mondo. Good shout day. out to him. And tonight. Game one, Miami wins seven four mm. up in game two. <laughs> Hope so, man. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. I can't oh wait to gosh. get to a Canes baseball game, man. Yeah, bro. Keep no doubt. Mark Light hit, shake. Uh, hit all Canes right there. I'm a hit FaceTime. I'm a FaceTime J man while I'm eating the shake. Please do, please do. I would love that actually. <laughs> no, I, you know what? Rudy, and then maybe you can share that with Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I will. I will. I, I, I'm gonna go hang out with him later. So. Oh, we got to call for it, see if we can see if we can keep kicking it on the air for another 30 minutes an hour or something, right. man. I, I don't want it to end. Yeah. I know. Well, listen, man, you guys have a great, great weekend. Um, enjoy yourselves. Drink responsibly. Um, as always, you can follow us on Kang Gang uh, Radio on Twitter. Um, we got The Bird, got J-Man, myself, DC. Y'all have a great weekend. 
The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.